sharing our faith and passion for the Lord Jesus Christ with others is a desire of Zion Christian Fellowship. Our prayer is that this message will have a lasting impact on your life and draw you closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. This message is not copyrighted. You are free to make copies for friends and neighbors. We only ask that you copy it in its entirety without alterations or changes. Now unto the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's all bow our heads for prayer before we get started here. Lord, we worship you this morning. It is our greatest desire that our lives might reflect the fact that your Holy Spirit lives within us for your glory. And not only that, but you desire to live within us. You desire to send your Holy Spirit within us. You desire to be us. You have shown that so clearly. You sent your son. He came and showed us the way. He sent, you sent your Holy Spirit into the, into the hearts of men. He said, I will dwell with you. Father, we also must say that while we desire this, we wonder sometimes whether it's us or you that is motivating us or leading us or giving us direction or have giving us thoughts. But, Father, we do pray so much that it would not be a matter of me going my own way, but it would be you affecting me and guiding me, us, individually. We all would pray the same thing. Oh, Lord, lead us in the way of truth and light and life. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity to meet here in so much peace and comfort. We are, we are very, we consider it a rich blessing. Although we would have to say <clears throat> there are blessings in adversity too. But we thank you, Father, for what we have. Pray for your presence here this morning in my heart, in the hearts of all of us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Philippians chapter 3 verse 8 says, in my words, kind of it's quoting, but it's not probably not quoted exactly, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I count all things but loss 
They are nothing, and they're actually lost compared to having the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> we live everyday lives. Every day we go out, we do our thing, we do our work, we go where we go, we do what we do. And every day we, at this point, we've come home or we've come together and we've had our supper together and we've gone to bed and we've gotten up the next day. <clears throat> So life is that way, it just moves, just, it just moves and, and we kind of expect that it continues the same day after day after day and sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes <clears throat> the neighboring nation decides that I want your territory and I want to I take what you have and they come in and they just destroy what you had, what was yours, what was You lived in peace and it's destroyed. Sometimes you feel a little ache in your chest and you go to the doctor and it says you have a blockage. You have a 90% blockage in your heart and in one vein that goes down and feeds the muscle of your heart. And if that thing clogged up up and completely shut off, it's called the widow maker. Life changes. Life suddenly takes on a little different meaning. Suddenly, the expectations of tomorrow, they become a little less significant here in life and a little more significant over there. We count all those things but loss. It's not just that they're not gained, they're loss. We, We lose all those things. We willingly put all those things aside That we might understand the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I want to live my life that way. I haven't always lived that way. Every day I haven't done that. But I want to live my life that way. Sometimes I wonder, and I suppose probably you do too, wonder, when is God speaking to me and when is me speaking? I wonder that sometimes. I wonder if I I pray, I ask God, God, give me direction, give me understanding, give me wisdom, give me what I need. And I say sometimes, and you probably felt it too, sometimes I get up for my prayer and I have a thought, and I just, I just believe it's God. And sometimes I get up for my prayer, and I still don't know what to do. <clears throat> I've known for several weeks I would be here, the Lord willing, this weekend. And I thought and I prayed and I said, well, Lord, what do you have for me and what should I share with the people? What should I share? It's one of those times when I got up from that prayer and I still didn't know. It got closer to the time and I... Just kept getting closer and closer and finally here I am standing before you.
A lot of things happened in between. I can't tell you that I don't know what I'm going to say. But I can tell you that I'm trusting it was the Lord that gave me the message this morning. And I I can also tell you, and probably you also have felt some of the same feelings that, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. Whatever circumstance you might be asking the Lord about, whatever you might be asking him what to preach about, you might be asking him what to say, you might be asking him what to do, and you get up and you say, "Ah, okay, let's do this. Well, this morning... The message that I have or the message I think God gave me is a message I've wondered, is this the right message? Okay, I'll get to it. We're trusting that it is. My mother died about, I don't know, two years ago, more or less. There are things I'd like to tell her today. I can't. And I accept that. It is the hand of God. Ever since the beginning of time, near 6,000 years ago, with the exception of Adam and Eve, men have been born, women have been born, they've lived, and they've died. They had children. Their children lived, and they died. They had children, they lived, and they died. And it's been many generations that has happened now. You now are a part of some of those generations. You're living for this little short space of time. Your great, 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 great grandfather lived and he died. And he had a son and he lived and died or a daughter, however it was. And now here we are moving down through time. And this is our space of time today. My mother lived. <clears throat> she was born in 1932 and she died in, uh, what was it, or 2000 and... Um, She lived her life. She was born to a set of parents. She married a man, my father. They had children. They had six children. I was one of them. They have both died now, and I am living, and I have had children. Now I am moving on towards my end. I have some fond memories of mother. I'm going to tell you a couple of them. One of them was this. 
And I suppose, I, I have no reason to think, not to think any other, any other way, but I suppose she probably told her other sons the same thing she told me. <clears throat> My mother told me on, on a couple of different occasions, one time when I was baptized, and the other time was... I think it went when I was ordained, but I'm not positive of that. She said these words. <clears throat> you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That's what mothers do. That's what mothers do. Mothers give their sons strength. They give the sons courage. They give the sons support. That's what mothers do. That has motivated me for many years. She wasn't perfect. I could see areas in her life that were not quite what I thought they they ought to be. And I could give you scripture reasons why, all those kinds of things. She wasn't perfect. But she loved me well. That's what mothers do. I remember well the day I saw a candle in her window. I don't remember the whole story. I was... Not at a good place myself. There was a candle in her window, and I don't remember if I asked her or how it came about, but I learned that that candle was for me. To me, that candle said, Mark. You are my son, and I will always love you. It said to me, and I welcome you back to the light. That's what mothers do. My mother died, I said, about two years ago in a rest home during the most severe lockdown of COVID there in Pennsylvania that there was. She had a stroke. She was in the hospital. I believe it was her left hand. I forget if it was left or right hand was paralyzed and she just laid here. She pretty much knew us. She knew who we were. We're not sure that she understood everything. I remember well visiting her in the hospital the last time that we were there in the hospital with her. We were the last ones to leave, Ann and I, and we were talking, just visiting with her, and it was a, it was a, a good, reasonable visit. And I remember well knowing it was time that we needed to leave, and 
I didn't want to leave. She drew me back. We left. Somehow, I forget why we decided we'd just go back. I loved her and she loved me. That's what mothers do. It came the point where she needed to be moved out of the hospital. They had done some uh, therapy on her and hoping they could get some, they could get some, some movement back in her arm and, and, um, and leg, and I, I don't think they ever really did. <clears throat> they moved her to a rest home. Right before that, they locked down COVID, and nobody could go in to see her except one person, and that was my oldest sister. And that was logical. She lived right there in the area. We lived in Pennsylvania. They lived in Ohio. <clears throat> so they moved her to the rest home, and then nobody could see her. <clears throat> what they did a couple times was she was in a room had a window to the outside, and they, they'd go to the window and, and wave to her, let her know they were there. They couldn't open the window. They tell me that she had another stroke. And that's what took her life. I'll get past this in a little bit. I just want to to give a, a tribute to my mother. You don't know her. You've never seen her that I know of. Any of you? To me, she was special. She died. Some of the siblings who were living around in the area there, there was three of them, I believe, that were actually able to be there. They did see that she was on her deathbed, and so they moved her to another room, and my siblings were able to go in there and be with her. But I wonder, I've always wondered, and I'll never know the answer. My siblings tell me she had a stroke, which is what took her life. I wonder I wonder if she didn't die of heartache, heartbreak. We were a close family. We loved each other and were together as much as we could be and in her <clears throat> mental state I wonder if she didn't wonder where is my children? <clears throat> These are just some things I think of 
If I could do things over again, would I do something different? Anything different concerning her? <clears throat> I wish things could be different. Would I do something different? Well, probably not, but at the same time, maybe I would. I only, I only bring this out to you because I want you to think about your mother. <clears throat> the chances are, if that's the right way to say it, she will die before you do as children. And in an effort to accomplish and live, like I said, we want to accomplish and live, we want to live our life to the fullest for Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ wants us to love our mother. He wants us to bless our mother. He wants us to honor our mother. My mother-in-law, dear, dear woman also, a very godly woman. She was quiet. She was caring. She didn't have a lot to say. She loved to serve. She started a tradition. We always got together at Christmas time. She started a tradition that she wanted to make all, I think it was, I think she did this. She wanted to make all her, she had four daughters and one son. She wanted to make all her son-in-laws and son a pie, their special pie, the kind they really liked best. <clears throat> she did those, those kinds of things for us. She did a lot of quilting. I remember well at her funeral, we were surprised. How many people came through and told us how she would send them cards and letters. It was clear to us as son-in-laws and all the children, far as that's the end son, she had four, four girls and one son, that she loved us. She died one morning. Daddy always got up earlier and he went down the basement. They had a treadmill down there and he walked on the treadmill for 20 minutes or so. and Or maybe it's more longer than that, maybe it's an hour. He walked on the treadmill and when he came back up, she was gone. They had just been to visit us. We lived in Idaho at the time. They had just been to visit us. And they, and before she left, and says, she took her face in her hands. I don't remember exact words, but I think she said something like this. Goodbye, Anne. I hope to see you over there. I will see you over there. Something like that. That's what mothers do. 
I could tell you that God gives special honors to mothers. And I think he does. And he wants us to give special honor to them. He says, very clearly, God says, honor thy mother. He wants us to remember the value of mothers. There's two words that are synonymous with mothers. I want to write them on the, on the board here. Love and sacrifice. I'm not going to tell you anything new here today. But I'm going to tell you this. Mothers, you have a very honorable position to fill. It's worthy of honor. You... In your position, have a right, take it like I mean it, to expect honor. Now I realize if, if somebody stands and says, you need to honor me, you need to honor me, that's not going to go very well. But I want you to stand in this place where you accept the honor that's due to you. I want you to accept it. When your children or even your husbands honor you as a mother, to, to accept it is to love them, is to care about them. I like to think that the word mother, the word love, and the word sacrifice, they're all but synonymous. It just comes together. It's just the way it is. That's what mothers do. You've seen the baby, even the not-so-babies, come to their mother, and they receive comfort. And, and they, they can receive comfort other places too, but with a godly mother, that's the most comforting place they can be. You've seen the soft crest of a mother still her crying child. Some of you have seen and experienced and, and know what it feels like to give that seems like endless sacrifice. Just sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. Some of you mothers know that. Maybe all of you do. That's what mothers do. The undying love. The love that, that, that puts the candle in the window.
though her heart is breaking. She keeps the candle there. Not only in in the window, but in her heart. I had a grandmother. I am sure she's probably not as saintly as I remember her, because when we remember things, it's like, well, all remember is the good thing, but to me, she was a saint. She was someone, she didn't have a real easy life. Her husband Just to say, he didn't give her a real easy life. But she was so gentle and so caring and so compassionate towards her children and her grandchildren. I was her grandchild, of course. One time, I can remember she sat in a chair and she had a little stool here beside of her with a telephone on it and a Bible. I wrote a poem one time to her, not to her, I just wrote a poem, actually two of them, I think it was two, and I gave it to her, I was probably ten, nine or ten. And it was something about a wrecking bar. And I think the other one was something about a dog. And I gave that to her, and she, it, to me, she just treasured that poem. It looked like she loved that poem. She had a little corner desk in the dining room there with a glass top on it. And she put those poems underneath that desk there and just left them there. Now, she didn't care anything about that wrecking bar, and she didn't care anything about that dog. She cared about me. That's what mothers do. Some of us have seen our mothers get old and feeble and frail. Some of us have seen that their hands that were once always busy, just always doing something, whether it's Knitting, my mother would knit it a lot, whether it's knitting or crocheting or quilting or uh, whatever it is. Many times they just do something, they need to do something. Some of us have seen our mother's hands lying still. White. Lifeless. Some of us have seen that. And it makes us wonder again, maybe not again, we believe that she's in a quiet, safe place, whatever that means, whether she's in heaven or she's waiting for the trumpet call. I'm sure that's debatable. But it does our hearts good to think, I know where Mother is. 
I'd like to look just briefly at some of the mothers in the Bible that we can read about, think about. I think of Eve. Eve, your mother, is the Eve of your life. She, She gave you birth. Your mother is the Hannah of your life. She gave you to the Lord. Certain aspects about Hannah I want to briefly look at. The Hannah of your life, the mother of your life, dedicates their children to the Lord. But she comes at every opportunity and with hands loaded with blessings. She wants to bless. That's what mothers do. That's what Hannah did. Every year she came, she brought a coat and she brought some things she needed, I'm sure. I'm sure that uh, Samuel could, could look forward to seeing, seeing mother when she came each year. But of course she knew she'd come. Mothers are dependable. You can count on them. Your mother is the Mary of your life. She believes in you. Another thing about Mary, thing about mothers, the scriptures say Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Mothers ponder. Mothers think. Mothers remember these things and they just let these things build in their minds and they become she thinks about these things she thinks about you and the things about you she ponders them she thinks about the things of the Lord as Mary did this is what mothers do godly mothers give their children like Hannah did to the Lord to do whatever he will that's what mothers do Even when it hurts, they entrust them to the Lord. Mary, as a mother, she was there at the very end. And she's willing to stay there beside her son, even though it hurts. She loves him. That's what mothers do. Mothers, Mary was an example, mothers are up early. And they're up late. Mary was early to the tomb that morning. Your mother is a Jochebed of your life. She protects you from harm. That's what mothers do. Jochebed is Moses' mother. She kept him. She risked. I don't know if she risked her life or what she might have risked, but she risked. She took the risk to hide her child because she loved him. And then she put him in a basket. 
I don't know what her thought was there. I don't know why she, why she did that hardly, but she just couldn't. As the Egyptians demanded of the Israelite children to do, she just couldn't let her baby go. It's probably some of the things you think about when you think about mothers and, and what, they, uh, what they do. One verse I thought of was in Proverbs 31. It says, Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, he praises her in the gates. I want to touch on that very briefly here. Husbands, fathers, you have a tremendous power. And, and, And you understand this, I'm sure. But I just want to say, you have a tremendous power in your support of your children's mother. Take it to the opposite extreme and say, you are not supportive of what she's doing. You don't really appreciate what she does and you're not there to support her. It's going to be a lot harder. And your children are going to know that. But, fathers, you have tremendous power. You, if you can give to your children's mother the support, the love, the blessing the comfort, the consolation, the, the holding her up, you're giving her a gift that you're giving to yourself because she's going to give that to her children. I have a poem here I'd like, you, like to read. <clears throat> I'll try to read it. I think I can. She doesn't get around like she used to anymore. Her walker always with her as she moves across the floor. Her hands are still so busy. Her mind has slipped so slight. Her Bible still her guide and stay. Her eyes are filled with light. Her Bible still her guide and stay. Her eyes are filled with light. She remembers back the days of yesteryear, the sleepless nights, the rasping cough, the hurting tear. She remembers back to bumps and bruises, cut and scrape, times when crying, wailing too, waiting till the floods abate. The times of challenge as each sun spreads his wings to fly. Watching as he walks away, too big to say goodbye. The daughters, too, with feelings deep and so very real. She understands with depth of heart how deeply that they feel. Her Bible still her guide and stay, her eyes still on the light. She taught me pity, passion, love. Virtue is good to stand. Her firm, consistent hand worked well with Papa's strong command. The humble, lowly, contrite need in my heart of pride. She gently spoke of mighty God, his son that for me died. Let loose of bitterness and forgive with heart sincere. She told us, learn to love always and live it out so clear. She suffered much, 
Compassion strong, always lifting up her song. Of love to Christ and steady aim for Beulah land for which she does so long. The grace to walk in roads so low, she taught so well. Always serving others, the noble strength of truth to tell. Her arms of love were always to the sinner open. Christ is her strength, his love would never darken. I can still remember well the things she taught me true, even in the midst of sin. My future bleak with darkened hue. The hope she had for a son astray, the candle in the window set, it burned. It burned within his soul, its sign he'll never forget. The son that strays, the son that stays, the love for both she'll always keep. Affection true for both of them will always lie there, rooted deep. Oh, the joy of soul as each one gave to Christ his heart. Her hopes fulfilled, her dreams complete, she clearly did her part. Her Bible, still her guide and stay. Her eyes still on the light. She watches as her son. She watches as her son chooses now to love another one. He turns his eyes off mama dear. But his love is still not gone. Will he give her all that she deserves and treat her as a prize? Ah, yes, he will. She's confident. He'll turn to her, his eyes. She wonders at the strong young man who comes her girl to take. He seems so confident, so sure. He's never had a home to make. She spent the years refining her, keeping her so pure. Again, she whispers quite assured, he can do it. She's very sure. Her Bible, still her guide and stay, her eyes still on the light. I remember her quiet, fervent prayers so well, as we knelt each night our love to him to tell. But now she prays with heart at peace, with children there to see, protection, peace, and holiness. God make them like you to be. She is and always will be my mother, oh so dear. I find her lover I find I love her more with every passing year. Her Bible still her guide and stay, her eyes still filled with light. A cross, a crown, a holy hope, anticipation felt so much. We long to know his kind caress, his his holy heavenly touch. And as we feel each bump in life so hard sometimes to understand, May we with heart sincere and steady gaze grasp within our hand that strong and mighty, deep and true, unchanging word of God. Remain alike to last of breath till laid beneath the sod. O God, our prayer for all your souls that choices we each make will without doubt and fervent faith keep till the last step we take. You're the judge, the father, friend, with true, truly holy love. We trust your heart. We greatly seek 
the final home above. Mothers. I don't say this to you, mothers, this morning as a, not by any means, please take me right, and not as a reprimand at all. I don't think that's, that's not even the, the point at all, but rather as a blessing to you. We want just to acknowledge that we know <clears throat> you do love with a sacrifice that we don't, a lot of us, us fathers, we hardly know what you, how you love. We hardly know how bad it hurts. Things don't go right. We hardly know either. Probably the joy. That's just peacefulness. That's in your heart. When we do choose right. Lay all that aside. Irregardless how much pain you go through. Irregardless how much suffering you go through. Irregardless how much sacrifice you make. God sees. God knows. God will reward. I watched a whole row of children come up here a little bit ago to the children's lesson. They're not quite the same age, but probably, I don't know what they were. Nine or ten or under. Every one of those children have a mother. Every one of those children, they they, they wouldn't be able to express it to you, but they're depending on you, Mama. They don't know it, but they are. And you know it. And you will, by the grace of God, give your best to help them grow to be holy, godly young young people. That's what mothers do. So as you continue with your life, as you have your children, you have your babies, and they begin to grow, and they begin to mature, and and some of you are at different, all of you are at different stages in life, you can rest assured that the position you fill is one that is God-ordained. God says, I want you there, and I want you to walk with me. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, as we just want to thank you for our mothers. And may we, Lord, who are not mothers, we, we, be we fathers, be we young men, be we children, whoever we are, help us, Lord, to honor this person 
that you have brought into or we have brought into their life to honor them like they deserve. And Lord, I just pray. I pray. I'm going to thank you first for those those children and those young people and whoever they are, those even mature adults who have, have set their heart to honor their mother. Amen. And if there's ever any who don't honor their mother, I pray you'd help them to see how to. I pray, Father, that the end of all this, while we honor the mothers, obviously that's a place that you have very clearly set in a, in a very honorable situation. That's, that's, it's an honorable thing. And we want to honor them. But ultimately, Lord, they who honor you, honor them. So, Father, I pray, give our mothers grace and wisdom for all the things that they meet each day. All of their hopes, plans, desires, goals. Father, give them the grace to, to accept as it, as it unfolds and be able to make the most of it and make the best of it and that they might be able to, Father, as they make their choices, make choices that are right and godly and holy. And that their teaching to their children might be effective. It might be a... A stepping stone, a pathway, a light to the feet of their children. So I pray, Father, bless these mothers here today.